Damn. All right. So welcome to Doom Scrollings. First episode, the podcast where we do the Doom Scrolling so you don't have to. I'm Ilwa Sweetleaf, and this is my co-host. Mal. And we will be doing some uh, internet scrolling tonight. Well, we pre-internet scrolled, but that's the point, right? Um, we're going to talk about, like, uh, the screenshot about the, uh, the picnic gone awry. I don't know if you've heard about that, but it's pretty interesting. Um, we'd also like to talk about some cosplaying poverty. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. You know how it goes? I like to play the poor. <laughs> yeah, they sure do. The rich people sure love to spend a lot of money to look poor as hell. And uh, we'd also like to talk about the um, the woman that shot that Uber driver in El Paso. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a real bummer. But before that, we got a little bit of internet news. One piece of news probably has flown under some radars. Because, Not a lot of people have probably heard about it. Yeah, and then the other one, everybody's heard about it, and it's only gotten worse in the last couple of days, so I'm glad that we waited uh, to do this episode. Uh, the first one is Cureleaf and Cronus Group, uh, as well as US Can- uh, the U.S. Cannabis Council, are joining forces to create the first cannabis reform super PAC, and they're calling it Legalize America. And you might not know this, if you're not into cannabis or you've, you know... Or maybe you want to know a little bit more about cannabis and the news that surrounds it. Maybe yeah. this might help you kind of understand what is going on in the cannabis community right now. Yeah, yeah. And I think that a lot of... Like, I haven't heard a lot of people in the cannabis community talk about this super PAC. For those that don't know, super PAC is... Uh, PAC stands for Political Action Committee... And it's made up of some uh, MSOs or multi-state operators, which are Cureleaf, Kronos Group, and the U.S. Cannabis Council. Um, for you might have heard about Cureleaf. I don't think that you have. No, um, just just brief and like what you have talked to me about just recently, really. Yeah. So like I heard about them a few, maybe maybe a couple of months ago, maybe a month ago, something like that. Uh, they were in the cannabis news space for allegedly, allegedly, uh, receiving donations from Russia, mm. right? And you know they've been on record talking about it and they kind of dancing around it. From what I, my research that I saw, I have the article. I might link it in our show notes. Yeah. If you want to see the interview with uh, the CEO of Cureleaf, but. Cureleaf is a large company, and they have some things to say about the the black market, which, you know, if you're like, if you think of the black market as criminal organizations, you can also think of, you know, home growers is really the target, I feel like, of their ire, because it, the more people that grow it at home, the less people buy it at a dispensary. Which I think in my, you know, because I'm not a smoker, yeah, but I am very, like, heavily on people being able to grow their own. Oh, same. I feel like <clears throat> taking away that, like, ability mm-hmm. is almost kind of like making the people dependent on relying on a company to solely give them what they need. Yeah. Or not necessarily what they need, but what they want. 
And <clears throat> again, I don't want to like put any people out there, mm-hmm. you know, but we know a lot of people who like to grow their own. Oh, for sure. And, you know, have said in the past that, you know, they like the way that theirs tastes, you know, mm-hmm. the way that it smokes. And, you know, having that taken away from them. Yeah, definitely a major blow. Gonna, It's going to kill. It's, it's not just going to kill them just personally. Right. But, I mean, the amount, the, the cost of cannabis mm-hmm. right now in dispensaries. Yeah, it's outrageous. I guess to me, because I don't really know, <clears throat> you know, the quantities and the amounts of things. But to me, that just seems like so much money compared to what you can get from growing eight plants. Oh, for sure. That's, like, super cheap in comparison. Like, the startup cost is what turns a lot of people down. But once you have the equipment and all the gear, your your cannabis costs go to, like, so low that it's almost imperceptible for vast quantities. And I feel like them trying to industrialize the... The community, mm-hmm. the the cannabis space, yeah, yeah, um, is kind of what is it? Um, intrusion. Oh, very invasion. Much so. Very much so. Yeah, and it's kind of like a parasite. The the what did you say? Multi state operate operators, operators yeah. Yeah, MSOs are like a parasite. Yeah, they're they're it's a it's a it's a company. They want to <laughs> take take take. Yeah. It's corporate but, cannabis. Right. And corporate greed. Oh, for sure. It's always going to trump what the consumer wants and needs. Right. And mm. so this this pack that they're making yeah. is trying to take that away. Is that what... Not necessarily. They haven't come out and said that. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they have some opinions on the black market, which I get if you're a business, you don't want to be competing with people that aren't paying taxes. Right. That's, so that's not what I'm saying, but... What I'm saying is, is that they're pulling their money, mm-hmm. and they're lobbying for reform, and that sounds like it's for us, right? And it is. Like, the first couple of things that they're going to try to push for will help the regular people. Yeah. But that's not why they're doing it, right? Yeah. It's like, they're doing it because, like, I don't need to bank. I don't need to cannabis bank, right? Right. I'm not selling cannabis. Exactly. Right? Uh, it, it's... I might grow cannabis, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I might benefit from the plant. I might buy it on occasion from a dispensary. But at the end of the day, I don't need to put cannabis money in the bank. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Right? So lobbying to pass the Safe Banking Act, which is great for all of everybody in the cannabis space, makes it easier to put your money away. That's not really for me. They're doing it because they have so much money invested and they're making so much money. It's hard for them to say how they earned it, mm. right? Because it's federally illegal. Yeah. But with the Safe Banking Act, that means that they can put their money into federally backed banks. Right. Yeah. I see it. I see. And so, like, it's more beneficial for them. And it's just it, another way yeah. for them to kind of fly under the radar necessarily. Yeah. yeah, well, it's it's more like they don't want to fly under the radar anymore. They want to be public. Right. I, if, I see. Yeah. I so, see. So lobbying for cannabis reform is a great way to get that because on the surface, everybody benefits. But that's only their first step. Do you think they're going to stop at just that? My thoughts, no. 
right? It's never just <clears throat> one thing that they're trying to take care of. And this yeah. is for all things. All things, yeah. It's it's it starts with one possibly good thing, uh-huh. but it can eventually turn itself into a dirty, yeah. nasty <laughs> evil, yes. greedy type Greedy's of thing. Kind of thing because yeah. you just can't trust money. <laughs> these corporations anymore. Yeah, and I, I, I don't. You know, it's like, there's like corporations get away with so much bullshit. We're about to talk about another two corporations right now having a fight, which is uh. great. <laughs> um, but the fact of the matter is, is like, yeah, right now, it's great. A super yeah. PAC lobbying for cannabis reform, great. I hope they push for prison reform, for cannabis, you know, people in prison for cannabis. I hope they push that. Yeah. But I feel like if they have the opportunity for one or the other, they're going to push for something else that we might not like as much. But we'll see. It's something to keep an eye on. It's super early. They haven't implemented the super pack. They are going to start rolling out. Uh, you know how you go to a kiosk and they go, hey, would you like to round up your purchase and help yes. the starving kids in Africa? Yes. They're doing that same system in one dispensary in America so like it's like um, a beta test for funding for the super pack. Do you know that I've actually done that? Mm. I've actually done the like donation. Yeah, roundup. We did it in hot topic all the time. Roundup yeah. for music in schools. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same principle. Does it actually go to those things? Well, it's definitely going to go to that super pack. That's what I know for sure, right? Because it's 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 being donated it's so, so they dirty. can use our money. Our individual money that we give to them to as donation fund. to fund political action. Yeah. In the go- at the federal level. It feels so dirty. It feels a little sketchy, yeah. But that's what they're going to do. So we're going to see. <clears throat> I'll definitely be keeping an eye on it. It's something that's super important. Uh, super important to watch, yeah. And as a person in the ca- cannabis space and as people, if you are in the cannabis space, it is something that's super important. Well, and also to, to add. You know, because maybe not a whole lot of people know about this, mm. it's so easy for news like that to go unnoticed. Yeah. And it can be easy. Things can be changed at a blink of an eye because nobody is paying attention. Oh, 100%. Because, and yeah. I'm guilty of that. Oh, yeah. All of us are. It's like there's so much shit happening all the time right now in America. It's so hard to keep up with everything. exactly. And it's like the only reason I even know is because I get the normal newsletter. Anybody that's into into cannabis, interested in cannabis, should definitely subscribe to Normal's newsletter. We'll have to go to the Cannabis Cup whenever it happens. Oh, man, I'm so excited. I want to go to the... We have one. We have the Cannabis Cup here, and we also have the Cowboy Cup. Yeah. I really like to go to the Cowboy Cup. I think it would be so an interesting uh, thing to do. Oh, for sure. It would be really cool. And it's like, you don't need a license to go. It's just like an open-air bazaar kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, just you know? kind of, you know, meet a lot of people, mm-hmm. uh, talk about Networking. news and things yeah. like that. I think that would be really interesting. For sure. And so, like, with that, that's pretty much the basics. Like, that was just a overview I know, like, I'm building a little bit of an episode around this as, as we speak. I've got some research going on into this, some more. Mm-hmm. And so we'll update when I know more. And you have the article oh, going to yeah. be going into the, the show, show notes. notes. Yeah, yeah. Everything, like, everything about this that I've, like, really, like, for the most part that I've read. I've got the, the, the article where the CEO 
of Cureleaf is talking about, you know, being the CEO and the Russian money kind yeah, of what they're... glanced over it. But okay. they got that stuff. And then I've also got articles, uh, the normal article where I've learned about the super guy. And that'll be in the show notes if you're interested. Uh, something that's really funny that's been happening is like maybe what a week ago is when it's Elon Musk and Zuckerberg fight uh, cage fight. Yeah, uh, they're about a week or two or so, yeah, somewhere around there. Last two weeks, because I've been he- I saw like a video about it on TikTok. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, eh, like <laughs> yeah. that's not real. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And then, you know, um, you sent me that video from uh, the per- Perlman. Perlman. Yeah, a Perlmania uh, 500. Yeah, um, yeah of where they were talking about <laughs> them actually yeah. uh, agreeing to a cage fight of yeah. some sort. Yeah, like the guy from UFC. Was yeah, the UFC about guy, how, yeah. Like, one of them's really down to do it and all this, yeah, so... And that sounds like clown world shit, right? That's definitely clown timeline the, shit. The battle of the... The battle of the... Tech nerds. Tech nerds. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, you know... Which, that is not a derogatory term oh, no, I, towards anybody. Because, like, I myself claim to be, you know... Yeah, yeah. I'm a nerd. It's fine. Nerd's fine, but not Elon Musk and Zuckerberg. Both of them suck. Nerdcore could rise up. <laughs> It could get elevated <clears throat> for real. Yeah, yeah. So, but that happened last week or two, and I thought, wow, this is some real clown world shit. We'll move on from this relatively quickly, and we'll pass. Yeah, it's go, just it's just another thing to be brought up, and it's not going to make anything. Then yesterday evening, Elon or not Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg dropped threads. The Zuckman. The Zuckman dropped threads. Saving the <laughs> entire world of social media. Oh I, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> I am not going to, like, suck up to the Zuck. Oh, no. I still okay? talk shit on Zuckerberg. Because I, I <laughs> don't like Mark Zuckerberg. No. I don't either. And like, I don't like Elon that. Musk either. Oh, man. Absolutely. I not. have a problem with billionaires. I have a huge problem with billionaires. They really suck. They suck hard. But my point is, is, you know, he made this social media. Mm-hmm. And Threads. It's called Threads. Yeah. And it's linked to your Instagram account. Mm-hmm. And it kind of has this, and I may get hate for this. <clears throat> Who knows? Mm-hmm. But it has a very very Tumblr-esque feel to it. Low-key, yeah. Low, very low-key, but low-key. I think, like, I feel like where people aren't equating it with Tumblr is there's no dashboard. Yeah, there it's, is it's, no dashboard. It's just a timeline. Yeah. But the way you interface with content on it feels Tumblr. It feels very, because it's endless. Yeah. It feels endless, <laughs> endless to me, and maybe it's because it's still very new. Well, see, and that's a very Facebook feature. The endless timeline. Yeah. You know, Twitter, it's like, yeah, there's a lot happening, but you can scroll back. Yeah. Well, and see, I will say this, like, 
let's have like all yeah. the social medias that I or you use. You don't mm. use Facebook. Oh, absolutely. No, it's trash. <clears throat> I still have Facebook because, you know, like I said, my family's on there and that's really all the social media that they use is Facebook. Yeah. So I use Facebook to check in with cousins, aunts, uncles. That's really all cousins. Facebook is supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I do find some good memes on there. You got a cat attack. I for real. These cats are buttholes. Um. But, and you got Facebook. You got Instagram. Yeah. You've got Twitter. Twitter. Those are the three main social medias that I use. I do still, in fact, use Tumblr, but mainly for GIFs and yeah. video game blogs. Tumblr's low-key dead. Yeah. I, it, it's there's still people who use it. Yes. It is still very active, but it's one of those that kind of flies under the radar. Yeah. You don't really think about it. Yeah. If you weren't a part of the Tumblr scene in 2010... And yeah, up, it's hard to get into. Then it's hard to get into, yeah. but once you're in it, you can't back out. Yeah, you're always got to tell me. I don't care about yeah. the corn ban, okay? <laughs> I'm yeah. still in it. I'm still involved. Anyway, we're getting off track. Here. Yeah, social medias though. Social media. We have these social medias, and it's like you know everybody uses Facebook. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, but that's okay. And but I have do have an Instagram. Yeah. Right? I don't have Facebook because I get into too many fights on Facebook with people I know in person. Yeah, that's... Right? Like, Facebook <laughs> is a cesspool of negativity. From the people that you know the most. And I, it's hatred. Yeah, yeah. It is, like, one of the most hateful... Okay, I take that back. Yeah. It's second to hateful apps. Because yeah. Twitter, Twitter is another cesspool, which we'll get into that, too. Yeah. It's just really weird, like, the, the climate of social media right now. Let's just talk about social media. But that, it's crazy because what I really want to say about threads is that threads is Molly Whopping Twitter. Yes. Not, like, beating them to death. It's not, like, the last straw for Twitter. Twitter is going to be around for a while to come. Because there still will be people who will use Twitter. Yeah. Zuck signed up. 30 million people in the first, like, 12 hours. Of the but let's not life. forget that... Zuckerberg tried to buy Twitter, and the oh, Twitter yeah, people yeah, yeah. said, nah, nah. nah. And, and like, you know what? He did. sat quiet, yeah, quiet for years, out. making <laughs> notes. <clears throat> he waited until Twitter was doing in a bad way, and then he dropped his Twitter. He dropped his mixtape. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, it's like feature lack. It's like very, very, very minimalist. I kind of enjoy it that way. We don't have DMs on threads. Thank goodness. Yeah. I'm tired of bots messaging me like on Twitter all the time. And it's And like, you know, I will say this. Mm -hmm. Ever since Elon bought Twitter. Can't get away from the goddamn the bots. The bots have gone awry. Yeah, man. Just they do whatever they want to. They're like, flawless. Follow me, babes. <laughs> Click my link, babes. Get, get out of here. Can't do it. Can't Who do it. are you? Yeah. Nobody wants to look at your links. Exactly. It's like, stop post, stop messaging me privately. You goddamn bot. If you got something to say, say it publicly. Threads. <laughs> threads. It's like, uh, I, saw, I saw a post on threads, and it was beautiful because it really sums it up. It's like, now it's like we don't have DMs on threads 
all you creepy motherfuckers are going to have to shoot your shot from the th- uh, three-pointer line. <laughs> from the free throw line. <laughs> For real. Y'all can't be bugging me. <clears throat> yup. You're going to have to shoot your shot for the god and everybody. Zuck needs to turn off the, the DMs and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You If you want to interact with me, interact with me, like, in the comments. Publicly. Publicly. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? If you don't got nothing nice to say, don't say that shit. I will delete it. Yeah. I will block it. I will do whatever I can to get away from it because I'm not going to deal with it. Yeah. I don't deal with that. See, me either. But yeah, so Threads is like a thing, and that's the cage match. And now, like, Elon's trying to sue Zuck. He's threatening to sue Zuck. Because of, what did he say? He said, it's, competition is fine, but cheating Cheating is not. not. Claiming that Zuckerberg stole some of their, uh, some of their developers when he went through that firing spree, Elon did. And my response. Yeah. Is like, bro, you fired, you fired them. them yeah. You left those people <laughs> destitute with no job. What were those people fired, supposed to do? You fired them without pay, my bro. Yeah, you fucked them over. The Zuck man was like throwing out the cash yeah. man. Oh, for real, he's rich. And or <laughs> I'm gonna quote <laughs> Doctor Frankenfurter. Oh uh, yeah. They thought you were the candy man <laughs> for real for real for real and the thing about it is is X on record right now saying that not a single twitter employee has ever worked on threads ah he was like not a single twitter employee has ever worked with me on threads and i well, believe it because it doesn't look like twitter yeah it doesn't operate like twitter it doesn't recommend me things i mean like i twitter. wouldn't i wouldn't deny the people the fact yeah if they did work with him oh for sure it doesn't matter like you know it's because like at the end of the day <clears throat> elon musk fired those people oh, because sure. he was a big baby he was a big baby when he bought twitter because yeah. he had to yeah he didn't really want to buy twitter like he know, did it for a meme. Yeah, he he started the thing, the bidding for as a meme, and whenever he had to like own up to it, <laughs> it really yeah, hurt him. Yeah, it really fucked uh, him over. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know if we're gonna be able to cuss on here, but oh yeah, I've got it labeled as explicit. On that. <laughs> Rated I, I, X. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's uh, it's full nudity audio style. Audio <laughs> style, because I'm gonna probably and be the, throwing the F's. Yeah, I'll definitely be throwing the F's, and definitely it's gonna be nudity on our end because I, it's getting a little warm in here. I'm about to start stripping off clothes. Oh fuck. Whenever hot. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Whenever I'm you glistening. told me that we were gonna have to record this with no AC, about it. my jaw dropped because I'm like, what do you mean we can't have the AC on? You're like, the mic just picks up it's the sound too, too bad. It's too good. And it's I'm good. like, let's try it. Let's do this thing with the AC on. Right. We did it, and you couldn't hear nothing. You couldn't hear nothing, but the AC. But the AC in the background. Yeah, it's because this is a good, like, you gotta understand, it's like, even with a bad, if you were just doing this on, like, your earbud mic, that AC would be overpowering. Yeah, exactly. Sorry for any, like, there was your ASMR for the the episode, Dave's. Yeah, for real. But, like, this is a pretty decent setup, you know? It's, like, been accumulated over the course of some years, and I still can't cut the noise out of it. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Like, we'll do with what we got to. Yeah. Just know that we're over here sweating, sweating like a bunch of pigs. For real. And not the cop kind. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Fuck the police. Fuck 12. 
<laughs> Fuck 12, for real. But just, <laughs> we waited until it got so dark outside. Well, that is kind of cool. That is kind of cool, so it's not so bad. I'm not over here, like, drenched in my own sweat, but... So we got the Battle of the Nerds going. Battle of the Nerds. I, I love I that. I can't wait to see it play out. I hope they do get in the octagon. I hope neither of them walk out of it. This Netflix documentary is going to... It's going to hit different. It's going to hit different. Might have to pay for Netflix again if they uh, drop a documentary. Yeah, that's what I thought exactly. There's but, the gag. Yeah, so... All right. We've talked about the little bit of, like, uh, 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 the big news, I think. The big and the quiet news. Uh, so, we're going to talk about this other stuff that went... One thing went viral, I want to say. One thing has been happening over the course of, like, ever. And the other thing was kind of quiet. But found it in my course of my doom scrolling. You know, so... Doom scrolling. We're going to need, like, a sound bite that says doom scrolling. For sure. Well, I'm going to hit this intro. Doom Slayer? Yeah, Doom Slayer. Do the Doom Scrolling. Doom Scrolling. Yeah. We'll get one out of this episode one. I, you know, we're going to say Doom Scrolling so many times that eventually we're going to get the right Doom Scrolling. Yeah, and then we'll just have to use that. Yeah, and that'll be the sound bite. But I'm going to hit this intro. for the intro and we're gonna start off with the screenshot that stole the internet for like two or quite three days. literally broke the internet <laughs> because i will say that the the sides mm-hmm. um whether the whether you agree with it or not both sides never came to a consensus Mm-mm. And besides Forbes, did they stayed Forbes? Yeah, and I feel like that's where the problem lies. For real. So, this screenshot comes from Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's where I first saw it. Yeah, that's where I saw it. Um, and it's from a user called Princess Cat. Her at yeah is August Gods, mm-hmm. and to set the scene. She's supposed to be going on a date with this person. Yeah. And this is how their conversation went. And the guy says, I'll be on my way in a few. She responds, okay, let me know when you need my address. He says, oh, uh, I had no idea I was supposed to pick you up, to be honest. Princess Cat responds, are you joking? He says, no, what's your address? Oh, or not? Question mark. She says, that's okay. Enjoy your buddy's birthday weekend. 
he says to end the conversation, not me with a whole car packed with a picnic, but all right. Yeah, and then her caption of the message. She she says, LOL, never mind. Yeah, and it's like, uh, we're not like a hate farming podcast. Like, we're not going to say go after this person. Absolutely not. So you can dig into their content or whatever. This is just us opening the conversation because I feel like important to have this is where we really are divided as two groups of people Mm -hmm. and this it it shows how divided we are as a group 100 percent. we've got one side saying that he's not in the wrong you know he did the right thing by saying oh like i didn't know i need your address because give it give it to me i'll come get you we are in what year 2023 Mm -hmm. and who's going who's giving out their addresses to people they don't know on a first date on a first date oh for sure like i can understand like you know um if you've been seeing each other for a while you know this is like your sixth or tenth date and you're thinking "Eh, i trust you enough to give my address like why don't you come over let's watch a movie yeah yeah. you know but this didn't happen that way this is a picnic date and this her expectations and again i want to preface i am not sending any kind of hate I'm not. Yeah, we're not hating their way. We're just this is not. Too. This is not where we're doing that. It's not where I'm coming from. But it really has opened up the conversation of what we should and shouldn't expect from people in 2023. That and it also opens up like the communication thing. Like you said earlier, you know, one side is, oh my God, you dodged a bullet, King, and the other side is, know your worth, Queen. Yeah. And like the dividing line. They're all saying the same thing. Yeah, just from different points. Yeah. Lucky you dodged a bullet. Don't, you know, don't be in the relationship because, you know, X, Y, and Z. However they come to the conclusion, that's kind of what they're doing. They're celebrating these people not finding a connection. And I feel like it was just a point of miscommunication. Oh, for sure. Because he, I feel was doing a gentlemanly thing. Yeah. Was not expecting to have her address. Yeah. Was under the impression of, hey, we're just going to meet at the park. I don't know the details. Yeah. We're just going to meet at the park. We're going to have our picnic. We're going to have a good time. Yeah. And she had a higher expectation because... You know, back in the day, it was always the male who picked you up up at your house, drove you to the place, drove you back. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we've moved past that, not because of chivalry is dead, but I feel like because of our safety concerns. Yeah, yeah. There's just too many... Bad things that has happened to people. Well, see, and like this is kind of like this, you know. This is just my opinion. This is my speculation on the whole matter. Is that you know back when men did come and pick you up from your house on the first date, 
you probably didn't meet them randomly online or at a bar, right? You, you probably, probably knew, knew them. these people. Yeah. Exactly. In Church. Your, your office. Your office. Uh, everybody at the office knew you were getting picked up by this person. Yeah. There was a safety in the fact that it's known. A safety in numbers. Yeah. It's the fact that m- so many people know you guys yeah. together, right? And it just kind of like, whatever happened, y'all knew each other somehow before the date. And the internet has made it so easy. Yeah. For us to communicate with people outside of our community, outside exactly. of our hometown. Yeah. And so <clears throat> that safety net of your community is not gone. knowing yeah. these people is gone. Yeah, and real. so for, I feel like having that high expectation from somebody that you don't even know. Yeah. You don't know who they are personally. You're asking for a lot. And you are asking for a lot. And I feel like that should have been discussed prior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you were making the plans... You didn't tell him that you expect him to pick you up. Like, oh, like, you'll be at my house at XYZ. Yeah, yeah. Or, hey, are we meeting there? Are, Are we carpooling? I feel like all of these things could have been missed if there was just a little bit of communication yeah that's true and it's like the thing i pause for a second because i want to say this i heard this recently and it was one of the most scathing things that i've ever heard but our generation is very much this and it was uh you're a victim right not that you are a victim not that that you all have been a victim, it's that you look like a victim, right? To a predator, you look like a victim. Yeah. And that was like, it was said in a way that was kind of like a, a burn. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, that's our that's our whole generation. We got the internet and it was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to talk to these random people on Messenger or in chat rooms. I don't know who the fuck they are, you know? Uh, that's where we get the ASL. You remember that? Yes. Age, sex, location. Yes. That's the well, And you know that conversation. I now remember <clears throat> what you're talking about because mm-hmm. we were at the Fourth of July yeah, barbecue, thing. Yeah. And we were talking about Yahoo chat rooms. Chat rooms. Us as children getting on those our our grandparents, our aunts, our uncles yeah. Yahoo chat room. Yeah. Talking to people that. Shouldn't have been. We should have never been been talking to. Yeah, yeah. doing things we should have never done. Wiling. And the amount of times that we could have gotten ourselves in trouble. Happened all the time. Happened all the time. (laughs) Like, I remember that conversation now because now I'm looking back, I'm like, yeah. You were a victim. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, our whole generation was. Didn't really think about it in that situation. Of course not. Because, like, when you're putting yourselves in the, you're like... Yeah. You're trusting, you know, these people. You're putting yeah. too much of your trust mm-hmm. into In these else. people that you don't know. Yeah. It's kind know. of like the high expectation from somebody that you don't know. That's right. It's like you're acting, you, you look like a victim. Yeah. You're ready to give out your address on day one. Yeah. Girl. I think you're asking. That's scary okay, to me. okay, okay, okay. Like, Maybe I shouldn't say that. Because you're not, I'm not asking for anything. No. But you're definitely putting out the vibe that a predator is looking for. Yeah, and if you're <laughs> so willing mm-hmm. 
And, and like I said, let me backtrack, because yeah. I'm not trying to say that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I get it. I'm trying to say, like, if you are so willing to give out your address to just anybody, somebody is going to pick up on that. And they're going to take advantage of that. Oh, for sure. And I feel like in this year, and it sucks that we have to be so careful. Yeah. But let's not forget that it wasn't just yesterday that we got here. Mm-hmm. You know, let's not forget the, all of the serial killers that preyed on women who just was walking down the street. Yeah. Unaccompanied. Mm-hmm. The co-ed killer. Oh, yeah, Ed Kemper. He, you know, <laughs> he had his reasons. yeah. But he still monster, but yeah, was like he still was like, I could pick up these girls. Oh yeah, before he was killing them. Before he was killing yeah. him. Yeah, there's a reason that he was able to kill him is because he taught himself how to pick up girls and make himself look and make unseen. you feel comfortable. Yeah, man, was a he giant. learned how to make you feel to make him look less like a predator. scary. He he knew how to camouflage himself in a way that made him seem harmless, even though he's like six, six, he's eight, six, nine, six, nine. There we go. See, look, I don't even know. He was like a damn near seven, seven foot. foot. Yeah, yeah, he was a huge man, you know, and he made himself look and feel like a harmless dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, killed countless, not countless. He killed and of course, a lot of people. This guy, we're not saying, is like Ed Kemper. Oh, of course not. I don't know this guy from the shoe on the wall. I haven't even seen his Twitter account. And he could honestly be a genuine dude. Yeah, because he's confused about... He was considering like, hey, like, bro, like, what? You're not... I don't... Didn't know that I was going to pick you up. Oh, yeah, that's like a thing. So, I mean, that's a green green flag. To me. Yeah, that's 100% green flag. But also, you know, like, just... If you're on the internet, if you're on the online dating scene, yeah. like, just, yeah. just don't have those <clears throat> 1950-esque <clears throat> expectations. Yeah, because this is the Dude's not going to come to your house and pick you up. Yeah, don't let them do that. Yeah. D- don't let them either. Yeah, yeah. Like, think about this. Think, hmm, do I want... Is this date going to go so well that I want them to know my address? Yeah. Or am I going to go on this date with this person and it just be a complete shit show? And hey, I honestly don't want to see you again. Now they have your address. Exactly. Now you're prone to stalking. Yeah, and that's kind of like the thing. It's like, it's like at the end of the day, uh, there are other ways that you can gauge a man's chivalry other than whether they're going to pick you up on the first date from your house. If you want them to pick you up, drop your car somewhere and have them pick you up from a neutral spot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, something that I did want to, on this point, is mm-hmm. that we had a note that said that this could be a barrier to a neurodivergent person who oh, yeah. has like that communication barrier. Oh, 100%. Like the social cues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
in those type of situations, like, for myself, mm-hmm. I would never expect to give out my address to people. Yeah. Um, don't know you well enough. Don't know you well enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like... I don't know how I'm trying to take this conversation. I'm trying to... I'm not trying to pause. Oh, no, it's all right. You don't have to worry about it. Like, if, if I pause too long, like, I guess we'll just, like, work through it. Yeah, it's, like, what you're trying to say is, like, with neurodivergent people, you have to communicate in a direct manner. Yeah. Right? Not, because, ki- like, beating around the bush. Details are important. Details are important, especially, like, for, like, me and you. Yeah. Like, I, if we're going to plan to do something you're like hey like my my best friend wants us to do xyz next weekend i yeah. i literally will ask you every day hey when are we doing that <clears throat> yeah i need to know a time and you're like i don't no. know no. and that sits in my mind <clears throat> literally for <clears throat> a long time because i'm like yeah. i need to make sure that i space out this amount of time like block it off completely until I know more information. Yeah, so this this time is now a dead zone to me this whole day because yeah, I don't know. Because I don't know. And look, I, I know how that sounds like I'm just withholding information, but you gotta understand no, my best friend. No, no, no. Yeah, I just wanna say that my best friend is an absolute spur <laughs> of the moment seat of a the spontaneous. Pants. It's like, trust me, I want the details as much as you do. <laughs> They should have told me the day, and it's like, so what time do you want me to come over? What's the plan? And I'm like, and I'm I'll like, tell you later. Yeah, it's going to be either Monday or Tuesday. That's, that's a, like a week oh, away. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a week away, and that's two days of time that I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it's like, so come on, bro. But the fun. reason why I yeah. mentioned that is like, we have to have yeah. those details. Of course, yeah. And for somebody like this person who was in this situation didn't have that, like, not saying that they're neurodivergent, not saying that they're neurotypical. Can't diagnose from a text message. Exactly. I'm just saying, like, they probably should have had more details prior to the conversation. And this is, like, kind of like, this is how I feel, like, kind of both of them are at fault for this whole situation. Everybody needed to ask way more questions than what they did. Right. You know, and it's like, because me and, me and you, our first date, we talked about doing the thing for like a month. For, like, yeah, because yeah. what, like, December. I started talking to there. you like mid, mid-November because yeah. I was going to Thanksgiving to my dad's. Yeah. And I had mentioned that to you. Yeah. And... This, cats. Yeah, cats. Cats are getting into things. Things that they shouldn't be getting into. Always, yeah, distracting me. So, yeah. You're distracting me. November, we talked all the way through December. Dorian. Stop that. Yeah. Oh, she's in a paper bag is why. 
Damn paper bags. <laughs> Damn paper bag. I've had to get rid of all of them. <laughs> but yeah, you were ta- we were talking through November and through December because I was at my best friend's Christmas party. Uh-huh. And then in January, on the 5th of January of 2020, yeah. we went on our date. But we had talked about the details. We knew what we were going to do. Exactly. We're going to meet at X restaurant. We're going to get to know each other and talk Public. before the movie. Yeah. Public mm. space. Public space, yeah. You know, we parked separately. We met at the place, the restaurant. We ate. We went right next door to the movie. Watched our movie. And then we followed each other to Taco Bell at our post- Second post-date. Yeah. yeah. Festivities. And then we hugged and we split off. Yeah. Went our own separate ways. Exactly. And you know what? We saw each other again. again. Yeah, good date. And again. Yep. Like, I think we went on several, like, dates, dates. Yeah, before we ever saw each other's place. And one of the dates was, I came to your place and we watched a movie. Yeah. And then the other day, you came to my place and we watched a movie. A couple times we actually rotated those, you know? Yeah. I drove down to... Where I was yeah. and where I drove up to where you are. Or, yeah. And that was kind of like the whole thing, but we communicated the details of the things. Yeah, and, I, and that's the main point, is that we took the precautions mm-hmm. of meeting each other online. Yeah. Dating each other online. Yeah. And, and keeping our conversations, you know... Like, we talked a little bit through the app. Yep. And then we traded Snapchats, and we talked yep. on there. And then we moved over and to then text we moved messages. over to text messages. But it was a slow go, and, like, we mo- migrated our conversation through several messaging. The only reason we went to Snapchat is because the messaging app that we were using wouldn't was notify god us. goddamn awful. <laughs> oh, terrible. Zuck. Zuck, yep. And so, like, we migrated to Snap, and then... We talked there, and then after, like, a couple of weeks, we moved to text messages. Yeah, yeah. And it was, like, a process, because even as a guy, this is something that's always in the back of my mind whenever I meet people from the internet. What if they fucking aren't who they say they are, yeah. and they try to kill me? Because, I mean, you... I'm not safe either. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I think people tend to forget that it's not just a man-woman type of thing. Yeah. Like, yes. People are dangerous in Women general. are susceptible to dangers. Oh, for sure, yeah. But it, let's also not forget that we're just human, and mm. there are bad people. Yeah. There are bad people for everybody. <coughs> Agreed. And, I, I mean, you're just as unsafe as I could be unsafe. hmm But, thankfully enough, neither one of us ended up dead. Oh, yeah, because chilling. Three years later. Yep, still going strong. Still still here. Yeah. Starting our show finally after talking about it for For so long. Yeah, after talking about it for two years. Yeah. yeah. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, those people still... I I don't know if she has found anybody. Yeah, who knows? Maybe. I don't know if he has found anybody. But they like they they pass like two ships in the night, and that's okay. Like I'm not sitting here saying that they should be dead. Yeah, no. I'm just saying that the way that that went down shows like a big lack in communication skills in both parties, on both yeah. parties, and it's not so much. It's not so much that he did something bad and she did something right, or vice versa. It's the fact that they neither one of them communicated. Their expectations. Mm-hmm. That was gonna, the, that was the big red yeah. flag. We've been yeah. talking about red flags for months on end yeah. with the TikTok 
trend of what <coughs> your red flags are. Your green flags? Well, that's definitely a red flag. And me. that... Uh, my sirens were going off the minute I saw that. If you want to have a date at my house or your house on the very first date, red flag. Yeah, absolutely. Red flag. Absolutely. It's like, I would rather go out and do something with you and get to know you and how you are in like public spaces and if we can talk and, and again, how comfortable I can be with you. To to wrap this, this segment. segment up, I I do want to uh, preface my my statement in the beginning. This is not to split the divide anymore. This is not to cause any strife. Oh yeah, that. towards that person. Not interested them. in sending a mob after them. No, and I love that. Like, and I know that the internet yeah. just as the Loves minute they hear people. somebody's name, they're like, yeah. ah, seething, foaming yeah. at the mouth, like just keyboard warrior ready to get at it. And it drives me crazy. It (laughs) is unnecessary. Because, what is it? How old are we? Do we need to go back through our communication skills again? Let's not forget that there are actual human beings on the other end of the screen. Exactly. You are a real person. (laughs) I am a real person. We're all human beings. Just because you can't see me, Mm -hmm. just because you can't touch me, doesn't mean that I... Physically, mentally, and emotionally do not have feelings. Exactly. And something that I think that, and this is just, this kind of like a, a side point right before we wrap up, for like the future of raising children in a technological world, because we talked about that, that we didn't grow up with the internet like kids grow up with the internet now. Yeah. I think it's super important to teach kids, and this is something like that you, this is a new thought, is if you wouldn't say it to their face... Don't say it to them online. Yeah, exactly. If, if you're if you couldn't walk up to you know somebody in person and say what you're saying to them online, then you shouldn't be saying it. It's so easy to to dehumanize the other person. It's just it a is so easy picture. because you can't see them. Exactly, it's so you easy. can't mm-hmm. physically be near them. And that's something that like is really prevalent in human behavior is that if we don't see them in person then they're not real real. and it's like they are real all all these people are real and that's so sad that's so sad that we've we've created such a divide amongst ourselves that we can't have a conversation like this kind of conversation yeah without people thinking that we'd be we're attacking these people yeah absolutely and we're not and like it's really like conceited of me to you know say oh we're not going to send our mob after you well, we don't even have a listening base yet. No. But I just want people in the future who come back and listen to this first episode to know that I am not saying, and we are never saying, attack somebody. If we mm. talk about them, it's just important to know who we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You just need to know the context. You exactly. just need to know. It's not, yeah, it's like. You can I'm, never take anything face value in the first place. Yeah. Always do your research, kids. There's only certain people that you can bully online, and it's definitely not some regular, regular person's account. Okay, can I just say this? Right. If you have to bully somebody, yeah. make sure that it's a politician or a billionaire. Or a billionaire. That's the only That's the only bullying we endorse is billionaires. Eat the rich! Eat the rich. All right, we're going to hit this next segment right about now.
And we're back. So I got to grab this empty plate from my partner because we need a fan going. That's because I'm smoking a cigarette. I shouldn't be. Oh, that feels good, though. <laughs> oh, man, that feels hella good. I feel like I'm one of those slaves <coughs> and never mind. <laughs> it's like when the dog broke your nose and I was like, oh, man, everybody's going to think that I beat my partner, which I don't. Stupid dog, man. Stupid dog, mm -hmm. you made me look bad. Exactly, <laughs> I'm useless for real. But, I uh, was, I okay, can I, I just say I'm yeah. not, like, saying, I was just talking about, like, you know, in the ancient Egyptian times, the... I know what you mean. The... Um, Palm bearers. Yeah. They yeah. just were like, oh, yeah. while they're over there eating grapes. Eating grapes, yeah. I my my words were not. Every time we buy fruit in this house, it goes bad, and we get fruit flies. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, quit calling me out like that. It's I'm not sorry. fair. It is. It is fair because it's true. And now we're back to this episode of Doom Scrolling, and we're gonna talk about some of this uh, something that really grinds my gears, really gets on my blood pressure. Right, and it's uh, how rich people cosplay fucking poorness. It's like I just want to start this segment with a statement of disdain. Right, it's like I was talking to I was talking to Sea Dog, right, and they also have a disdain for poverty cosplay. <laughs> and uh, I showed them the picture of these three thousand dollar Balenciagas that look like somebody wore them in a mud bog. <laughs> And it was like, they were oh, like, God. they were like, imagine, and I didn't really think about it this way until they said it. It's like, imagine being so rich that you've never worn out an article of clothing. That so you, you have, have to, to buy, buy them pre-worn out. And that blew my fucking mind. Like, I really imagine that. Cause I've mean, worn... I'm just going to look at that picture one more time. Yeah, yeah. Because. <laughs> I'll post it on our uh, soon to be Instagram under, you know... Under Doom Scrolling Pod. Yeah. Instagram. I don't know if there's, like... I'm gonna have to figure out the name for the Instagram. We'll plug it next episode, but... The the fact that these look like a pair of Converse that I had about ten years ago... Yeah, and if you had kept them for this whole ten-year duration... Yeah. yeah. I mean, I actually had a pair. They were kind of... They were black. Yeah. Like, a, maybe they were navy blue. And I literally had the sides of the shoe, like, Ripped ripping out. up yeah, yeah. the rubber bit. Yeah. And My the, shoe had holes in them. The canvas is separating from the inner canvas. Yeah, yeah. I wore those shoes for so long. I've had Converse look like that after, like, six months. And the fact <laughs> that people are spending... Three grand. Three grand. On the resale market, mind you. This isn't from Balenciaga. That picture was from a reseller. Right. So it's like they're three grand on the resale market? Babes. <laughs> That's absurd. And it's like, it's not just Balenciaga. There's like a whole group of companies that do this. And like, what I find really like fascinating about this trend is that we are getting really vocal about it now. Like you see, you're seeing it more and more when you're doom scrolling. Like yeah. you'll run across random communities of different types of poverty cosplay right and like you see some people that look like they're backwoods hillbillies but their whole outfit is like 10 or 15 grand 
And it's like, you think it would be a new phenomenon? But it isn't. But it isn't. Like, it dates back as far as Marie Antoinette, because she started a style of peasant dress. She's like, let me dress like these maids. Yeah. And it's a way for, like, this ultra-wealthy to blend in with the poverty class so we don't eat them in the revolution. And that's really where it stems from. It's really weird. And it's like one of the telltale things about this poverty cosplay that I find really fascinating is that it all looks like shit because it looks like it's been worn for 10-plus years, never been washed or whatever, but it's designed to look that way. But if you take... Very distressed. Very distressed. But if you take any article of those clothing and put them up to brand new articles of clothing that poor people can afford, the quality of the trashy article is going to be better than the poverty class's clothes. Because the material used are way higher grade. And that's the only difference. And it's like, so you're telling me that you have this real expensive material that you ripped to shreds on purpose to make this clothing when you could have just made really nice clothes. It's really disgusting to me. Like, it's like, it's like how those people, they'll buy like a a $30,000 Sprinter van and then convert it into a living space. And by the end of the build, it's probably like an $80,000 investment (laughs) to make it look that nice. That's a whole other conversation. The, yeah. The, uh... No, no, don't work. That scared me. Yeah, you're going to my mic. That's her. Yeah. She's going crazy. I don't know if she's going crazy. I just think the mic's picking up her bark. She does this sometimes at night. There's deer that run around through the woods. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of what gets her riled. Sometimes it's a rattlesnake. Also, <laughs> possum. Yeah, possum. Could be another dog. Anyway. (laughs) That's distracting. It is distracting. It's okay. If we can pause. Yeah, I'll pause it right quick. We'll come back. All right, we're back. Had to wrangle a dog. Probably still going to hear some barking, but that's okay. You know, I can't remember what I was saying. I apologize in advance. (laughs) Yeah, it's all right. I just, uh, I can't think of... I can't think of what I was saying, but I know I was talking about Balenciaga and how absurd it is to, like, dress poor. And, you know, it's just kind of weird. It's weird to me. What was that website where, like, because we, like, watch those videos of people, like, um, selling. Either they were, they, they were selling it or they were, like, sponsored. Mm-hmm. For the like outfits that they were wearing, but we had watched a couple of videos of people like showing off their Pavo outfits. Yeah, and it looked like they were like baggy and overalls, yeah. but they were all like really gross looking. Yeah, I can't remember, and I was trying to find that for this episode, but I just could not remember what they were called. But yeah, it's just so weird because the outfit looks like the most basic of pattern that you could ever possibly have. Way too it big. looks like something that you would find in your, like, grandma's closet. Yeah, grandpappy. And you, <laughs> Mine okay, and maybe not even your grandparents. <laughs> yeah. This looks like 1800s, Minor 1900s, clothes. like, 
the industrial revolution. Mm. I'm on my way as a child to go work in the freaking factory. So please, please, sir, may I have some more fit? Please, sir, can I have some more? Yeah, and that, I, that like, is a fit. I feel like that is what they're trying to achieve. And maybe yeah. that's not what they're trying to do. But why... Why would you want to look like a ragamuffin? Yeah, why would you spend like 10 to 15K? Because that's the brand I was talking about that was 10 or 15K. Why would you spend 10 to 15K to look like that? Yeah, when you could literally <laughs> go down to your, your local Goodwill, <clears throat> yeah, pick up a couple of like pairs of skirts, shirts, yeah. vests, and you could totally sew that shit together. Yeah. I mean, and you would fly. have the same outfit for less than five bucks. Oh, yeah. Look at why. Instead of like, you know, 1500 which is crazy, or 15000 I'm saying 1500 but I'm wrong. It's 15000 And, you know, it's just wild. You know, it's just one more reason that we should be talking about Eat the Rich up in this piece, you know? It's like, I'm really tired. It's like, why are you appropriating poor culture? You know, it's like, we don't wear distressed and shitty shoes because we think they look cool. We wear distressed and shitty shoes because we can only afford one to two pairs a year. You know, in our budget. You know what's crazy? Mm. Is that when I look up that, like, that kind of outfit, mm -hmm. it pulls up that T Timu website. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's all that it is. <coughs> that's all that I'm seeing. Yeah, I don't know. And that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, it's that poverty designer. Here and that's what I'm trying. I'm like, I'm trying to look for that website. I also want to put this out here. Anybody that has ever tried to invite me to Timu, except for maybe two people, have been blocked immediately. I'm not going to, like, accept that link. It's, it's absurd. It is definitely... Um, it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah, it is definitely a period scheme or a per per period scheme. Oh, pyramid no. scheme. The feminist agenda is coming to get us. That was a joke. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's just play. Um, <laughs> that is not what I was intending. Yeah, you're just busy scrolling looking for this. Well, like, I am. I like I'm trying because I remember us looking up. Yeah, I showed you videos and then I was really this out nonsense. like. You could actually find these, and I don't even know like what you would call yeah. that type of clothing. I don't either. Like I've typed in eighteen hundred century outfits. Nineteen hundreds. Nineteen hundreds. I wouldn't even call it Victorian era. It's not Victorian era. It's nineteen hundred coal miner. It's literally what you would wear. Like you know, it's like it's like the stereotypical Appalachian dress. You know, baggy, you would almost expect a bum flap, long Johnny looking. Yeah. You know? Like jumpsuits, but they're just way I should have done, like, better, like, before we started. <laughs> it's okay. Because now, like, I'm, I'm, like, obsessed with finding this. I'll, I'll say this. You're probably not gonna find it tonight, but if you stay obsessed for the week and you do find it, we'll update the listeners. Because all I really want to say about this is, if you see people cosplaying as poor, 
wearing Balenciaga ate up shoes. You ever see them? Those people are okay to eat. <laughs> That's all I want to say about it. Because they can afford like $3,000 pair of distressed shoes. Yeah, they're definitely nutritious. They've definitely been taking care of themselves. They can, they can definitely afford to eat uh, free range. Anyway. So that was that. That was a short segment because it was more like me just wanting to rant about Poverty Core for a second. I absolutely hate it. Everybody that does it is stupid. And they definitely, definitely don't need to be taking up our oxygen. So we got one more. One more segment, and I do want to talk about this. This is the more serious one. But before we go into something serious, I want to... Oh, did you find it? I found it! Oh, what are they called? Magnolia Pearl. Yes! Yes! That's the lady! Yeah. That's the lady! Okay. Save that Save that TikTok and I you will. Save. I'm so sorry. I, I, I know that we were going on to another segment, yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah, I, I literally was right there. So, like, I'll post this TikTok link in the show notes as well. I'll have Mouse send it to me. And whenever I publish this episode, it will be it should be in the show notes. Yeah, So you absolutely. can check it out. Check that out. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Like, that, like, That's segment, cool. like, kind of felt like a little, uh, like, unprepared. Yeah. It because is... I didn't have, like, a visual to run off of. Because yeah. I remember us talking about it. I just could not remember, I remember either. what it was called. So I apologize in advance if right. I seemed a little distracted. It happens. It is what it is. We are not doing research because we are not journalists. The extent of my research is I find a topic and I look into it a little bit, enough to have a basic tertiary knowledge of it and form an opinion. These are not like academic uh, pieces. This is not a video essay. This or an article on Substacks. This is literally just off the top of my head and Mal's head about our knee-jerk opinion of the matter that's happening. My honest opinion. opinion. Yeah. So, like, we're about to go into our next segment, which is about the Uber driver in El Paso. But I got permission from one of my favorite TikTok artists, the Witches of Mars, to play one of their songs on the show. So I picked out a song from their latest release. Uh, the album is called The Ones the World Forgot. This song is called If I'm So Dangerous by the Witches of Mars. We're about to play it, <clears throat> and then we'll come back and we'll talk about our last segment. All right, so without further ado, here you go. I see the world sway,
the witches of mars that's one of my favorite bands on tiktok i love it yeah i'm a big fan they're real inspired by cutting cambria and that's a banger of a song too um but yeah I, I definitely if you're listening to this and you have tiktok follow the witches of mars on tiktok uh 100 a great band we'll have to find out if they have any like live shows near us in the future oh for sure uh, I know they just got some merch in. It's pretty dope. Um, but yeah, so we're back. We're going to talk about this uh, shooting in El Paso. I think it's something that we need to talk about. I've seen some really interesting things. I'm going to play a TikTok on here. I think I can do that. Yeah, hopefully, like, um, for educational purposes yeah, and, and commentary, commentary purposes. And, yeah. Um, I'll also link the TikTok in the show notes. Like, I'm not going to just sit here and play a TikTok and not credit the author or nothing. I know a lot of times if you, like... It's just a really good if take. If you play a TikTok mm-hmm. with the audio of, like, a song, it can be copyright striked. Yeah. But I think this is, like, original audio. Uh, yeah, I believe it's original audio, and too. I feel like it's it falls under the fair use. Yeah. Because you're commenting on. Yeah, what's being said. Yeah. And I want to give some background information. This is like uh, the boring news stuff that I looked up because I did look up some new stuff. Uh huh. And I feel like that's important to know because this is like a real serious thing. I don't want it to feel like trivialized. We joked about the other stuff. Yeah. Because it's joke aboutable. It's like not a serious. It's more commentary. This is, like, more of a serious thing. This is, like... Because uh, a, at, at a the end died. of the day, we do need <laughs> yeah. to talk about, like... Yeah. Why we don't need to just yeah. go around doing things like this. Yeah, yeah. We need to, like, use our brains a little bit more, you know. So, uh, the thing that happened was, is, like, on, Jan- uh, on June 16th, um, a woman by the name of Phoebe Kopas, she's 48, shot a 53-year-old uh, Uber driver named Daniel uh, 
Piedra Garcia in the head in El Paso, Texas. Uh, Copas was down visiting her boyfriend. She'd come down from Kentucky. Um, her statement really says is that she was driving. She got in the Uber. She started seeing signs for um, uh, a border town, one of the towns, you know, in Mexico. But El Paso is a border town. you got to keep that in mind. Yeah. You're going to see signs for Mexico's uh, towns and stuff. And so she saw those, and she got afraid for her life, fearing that she was being human trafficked. She pulled out her gun. They were on the highway. She shot him and killed him. Well, shot him and put him, like, he was rushed to the hospital, but he ended up dying, and they wrecked. She called her boyfriend and then called 911. Police arrived on the scene with her boyfriend helping her out of the car. And that's just, like, a brief summary of what... Yeah, hella brief. Um, her her bail, she is being she ha- does. They are charging her with murder. Um, her bail has been set at one point five million dollars. Um, but the issue here is like this TikTok that I'm about to play. I feel like really sums up the issue mm-hmm. better than I can. Um, so I'm going to play that right quick. I'm gonna and this is a TikTok from Nia Ola. Nia Ola, yeah. On yeah, TikTok. On TikTok. And like I said earlier, this TikTok will be linked in the show notes. So uh, here we go. I'm going to, it might take a second to pull up, but we're going to play it. So a woman visiting her boyfriend in El Paso, Texas, um, she was from Kentucky, executed her Uber driver with a firearm because she thought he was trafficking and or kidnapping her when she saw signs for Juarez, Mexico, um, despite El Paso being a border town. And I've seen a lot of talk about this being related to like the culture around 2A and like gun violence in the States. And that's all well and valid, but the real conversation that y'all afraid to have that I'm going to bring up is that this is really about how white women and socially mobile women have used true crime, true crime content and media as a vector for their racist, classist paranoia and bigotry. Um, and it is actively affecting their worldview in violent ways, as we can see from this case where this man lost his life because she didn't know how to look in her Uber app or like question where she was for all of a few seconds because she thought she was ripe to be a perfect victim. And so much of this content, so much of the audience, because the demographic for this, don't get it twisted, is socially mobile and white women, has to do with the fact that it universalizes experiences that you will almost never encounter. And it's something that I was actively combating over the winter and y'all was washing me for. When I got on here and said too many of y'all love violence because y'all treat it like a spectacle, which is why y'all love shows like Dahmer. It's why you listen to podcasts, my favorite murder with fans named Murnerinos, Crime Junkie, and all of these other TV shows and podcasts and think that they live in a vacuum. That the way that you consume these things happen in a vacuum when really all it does is allow you a place where your racist and classist paranoia is valid because you have universalized experiences that will likely never happen to you. It's the same reason I've told y'all on National Human Trafficking Day here in the States how wrong y'all are about how trafficking happens, how actual trafficking, anti-trafficking advocates have talked about y'all's consumption of that media and telling, retelling of myths 
force online actively perpetuates harm against real victims, people most likely to be trafficked or are actively being trafficked. This has so much to do with social behavior of white women and rich women and women with social mobility who think that they are right to be a perfect victim. And this isn't even the first time y'all have done this. We saw this with the birth of a nation, how it was used for 3K recruitment because of this idea of the dame being taken by the Mandingo. We saw this in the 20s with prohibition. The real reason they were able to even get it passed was because white women and early suffragettes got into it because they were afraid of the drunken black brute coming and taking them after they got off work at the factories. Like, this is y'all's MO. Y'all will see violence happen to colored women, to poor women, to queer women. Assume it can happen to you despite being in the safest position statistically universalize it so that you can be a victim and then use it to enact violence against non-white men. And now we're back. But yeah, like, I feel like that TikTok sums up, like, a lot of the conversations, you know? It's like, we're always trying to focus it on. And yeah, there is an argument to be made about 2A and some common sense legislation about gun ownership. But when it really comes down to it, it is really... Is really about, you know, the fantasization of being kidnapped. And I'm not going to sit here and say that it doesn't happen. Women get kidnapped all the time. We just had a whole thing about talking about how, yeah, you probably shouldn't give out your address on a first date. That's just safety precautions. And also being in an Uber, you should be, like, careful. Because not everybody has you in their best interest. But let's... Not jump to conclusions. Let's not jump to conclusions. Yeah. I said literally in our text messages, mm. we can't just be going around just killing Good people, people. Yeah. because... We're afraid of them. Okay. Yeah. I understand. Like, being in a car with somebody that you don't know is a little sketchy. I get it, but why did you get an Uber? Yeah, if you're so sketched out. Why did you get? Why yeah. did you get an Uber? Have your boyfriend come pick you up. For real, why wasn't that yeah. an option? For real, it's just like you know, it's like if 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 you're gonna be so afraid of a Hispanic man driving you to your boyfriend's house in a border town, don't get an Uber. It's like, and the thing is, is like, you might have seen signs for Juarez, Mexico. Right? You're in a border town in El Paso driving down the highway. Right? Like she said, you don't know how to open your Uber app and see where you are on the map. You have a map. Yeah. Right? The cops even said in their statement that it's looking like there was no reason to shoot this man because he was driving her on a very well-known route to her destination. Yeah. Right. It was like, it's not like he was deviating or taking back roads. He was driving in a very public manner to her destination. And that's why the charges have been levied against her as murder because he died later on the hospital. And it's just like, I see this all the time because I do watch true crime stuff, right? And <clears throat> the majority of people who enjoy true crime enjoy it. Yeah. Are white women. You know, there's a podcast I listen to, I won't name it, that is two white women, socially mobile. Who talk about crimes. White woman's white woman's Instagram. Yo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. 
I was I I know this is serious, so I'm not yeah. trying to make jokes. We're not making jokes. We're laughing through the pain of it, really, because it's like it's so because serious. in 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 the reality is that we we live in a world where people are just shooting people to shoot people. Oh man, it's just like that. The 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 three back to back right person pulls into a driveway to back her out and turn around. And somebody the man walks just out, shot and blasts her. Him. Yeah, the that little kid like, mm-hmm. who walked up to the guy's porch. Wrong house. Wrong house. Opens and the door, blasts him. him. Yeah, for no reason then I felt threatened. And this is like the danger. And this is I'm gonna wrap this into something that's completely different. The police, right? Yeah. It's the same excuse the police use when they shoot somebody. I felt threatened. I felt threatened. And it's By like, look, who? It's like, look, I, I'm a brown-skinned person. I'm mixed, but I'm definitely not white, quote-unquote. And I live in Oklahoma. Uh, yeah. And I see a lot of rednecks that have the rebel flag tattooed on them. Tattooed on them, right? A lot of racist rhetoric tattooed on their body. I've walked into the store... Um, where the guys are Middle Eastern, right? And they own this store. Really cool dudes, you know, really cool store. And the redneck guy in front of me, it's hot outside, and he's like, I'm sweating like an N-word at a Klan rally. And he didn't say N-word. Ugh. <laughs> he didn't say the N-word in a black way either. He said it very much racistly. Hard and, R. Yeah, and it's like everybody in that store is white. Everybody in that store laughs. The only people that didn't really laugh are the people behind the counter. You know, they kind of like awkwardly chuckle along. And me, because I'm the only brown skinned person in the store at the moment. You know, and it's like, I feel threatened. But you're not, you're not right going around him? killing people. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, should I blast that person? Absolutely not. Am I going to fight that person? Absolutely not. Uh, I don't have that kind of privilege. Yeah. Right? Uh, if I shoot somebody, I'm automatically the bad guy, even if I am in the right, you know? <clears throat> well, again, this woman, Copas, mm-hmm. yeah. she didn't think in her moment. No, she... She acted erratically. Yeah, yeah. She... And I think this is what I was talking about in our conversation prior, is that, you know, I don't know if she listened listened to true crime podcasts. I don't know yeah. what her interests were. Of course But not. this is the dangers mm-hmm. of those types of media. Oh, for sure. Um, They're scary because they happen for real. And I think, like, that's what makes people think that the world is dangerous 24-7. Yeah. Yes, there are aspects of the world that is dangerous. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll share an experience that I had in 2015. I went on a trip with one of my friends. Mm-hmm. It was just supposed to be a girl's trip. But it turned out that one of the other girls dropped out of the trip mm-hmm. and my friend didn't feel comfortable driving because she has now that we know has a rare like eye disease mm-hmm. um that caused her to not be able to see to drive so she needed somebody else to drive mind you in 2015 i did not have my driver's license yeah so 
we had to drive to her friend's house to drive us to South Padre. Mm-hmm. I, that's where we went. And it was a man who I didn't know. Yeah. But my friend knew. <clears throat> yeah. From another friend. You see how that goes. Mm. A friend of another friend to another yeah. friend. No, no, it really kind of trickles person. down to, I don't really know this person very well, but they're going to drive us mm-hmm. 10 hours away from home. Oh, yeah. And uh, got sketchy vibes from yeah. this person who was driving. Mm-hmm. I mean, acted very erratically, but I also didn't have a gun. Yeah. And even if you did, you probably Do you know what him. was in the trunk, though? What, gun? Guns. Jeez. Mans was driving with guns and drugs in the trunk of his car. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> I didn't shoot him. <clears throat> yeah. Of course not. Did I feel unsafe? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Me and my friend, she was contacting her dad, who mm-hmm. lived in New yeah. I don't know if I should say that. New Vegas. Uh, asking him, like, hey, can you get us out of this situation? Mm. Is there any way that you can get us out of this situation? Because my phone, dead. Mm-hmm. Not dead, but it died because of that person's car flooded. His AC flooded the back seat. Oh, yeah. And my n- brand new phone fucking phone was busted yeah. and i'm i'm saying all of this to, to say that i was put in a a sketchy situation mm-hmm. where like me and my friend actually felt like something bad was going to happen life could be in danger life could have been in danger did we make it home safe absolutely yeah because nine times out of ten even the situations where you're feeling most in danger are probably going to work out and i'm not saying drop your guard no, but, like, but the whole time just, we were, yeah. like, we have to get home. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, all I'm saying is, it's like, yeah, but before you shoot somebody, assess the situation a lot You more. should actually understand, are you in danger? Are you in danger, Because yeah. that's something that we need to address. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't in actual danger. She scared herself. What made her think that she was being trafficked? Yeah. What what did this man show signs no. of her being trafficked? Absolutely not. Yeah. Like what made the what compelled her to be like, "Oh my god, my life's in danger. I have to shoot this guy." See, and that's what it boils down to. And I don't want to boil everything down to this, but this is what it is. It's it's racial biasy. I'm not going to say racism. I'm not going to say that this lady is racist. Copa doesn't even sound like a white person name. She doesn't look like a white lady, right? And of course, like not yeah. trying to, not trying to make assumptions. Exactly. She does not look, look white. white. And like at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's racism. But what I will say is it's racial biases. What happens is, is this lady from Kentucky, where she's surrounded by a specific demographic that's probably not Hispanic or Latino, Latino, flies down to El Paso, where a big demographic of people in Texas 
are of Hispanic origin, mm-hmm. gets in an Uber driver on a in a border town because El Paso is a border town, with an Hispanic man, sees that he is, and just and automatically sees the signs Dolores Mexico, and she's like, oh my god, the only possible explanation that this person has to even bring me close to a Juarez sign is that he's about to steal me from America. And I think she that is... scared herself. And that is such a, like, a, a big assumption to make. Oh, yeah. It was a man's life that you assumed was, you know, you, you took a man's life on an assumption. And that's, like, I, like, you re- like we really no just seats. need to start thinking. Think, yo. Think, what were we taught in school? Mm -hmm. Think before you act. Yeah, look before you leap. Don't act, like, don't act before the reaction. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, that's, hell, I was even taught this in my orientation Mm -hmm. about emotional intelligence, that we really need to let our feelings set before we say anything. Yeah. Because a lot of the times you'll let that emotion react and then you'll immediately regret okay. what you did in the moment. And I'm sure she's sitting in jail right now and I'm sure 100% that she regrets every second of that. She's in solitary confinement. Oh, I believe it. And I believe that she's sitting in there regretting the action. I know that she, like, deep, like even if she doesn't seem or whatever, I know that... In her heart, she feels bad about shooting that guy on an assumption. Yeah. Right? She has to. If you're a human being, you'd feel bad. But the problem is, is that that's what happens when you overreact. Sometimes an overreaction is as simple as like, oh, I got a little upset. Uh, For instance, an overreaction was, I got really pissed off last week because I thought the shell company had double charged me oh, and yeah. snatched like 60 bucks when they should have taken 30. And I got irrationally mad at the company show. Yeah. Because Whose fault was it? It was cash apps and they yeah. were fixing it and they had put up notices and I was just seeing red because shell double charged me. <clears throat> you know, I was getting ready to call and like, I don't really like get, you know, with uh, service workers, but I was about to get mad because, you know, that, that was negative. money that we didn't have. Yeah, that put me negative. And I'm like, oh, man, how am I And gonna, whenever we there? started seeing that it was happening to more people... Then I realized Then it was, it was like, out. oh, shit, like, yeah. I overreacted. Yeah, exactly. I cooled off. And thank goodness I didn't call nobody mad. But I knew I wasn't going to call anybody mad because I don't want to yell at customer service employees. Right, because we have better... We have, like... Manners, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we... we I, I, I will say this. We are... Very well, like, respectful people. Try we respect service workers because we've been oh, yeah. in that position. Gotta be. Yeah, we've all been there. And so, yeah, like, think before you act. That's all we're asking. And it's like, I'm going to post, I don't know if their their GoFundMe has closed. It's raised quite a bit of money already, but I'm going to post it in the show notes. Um, I don't know if anybody's going to see this in time, but... I would like, you know, to have it in the show notes. They have raised quite a bit of money, and I hope they raise more. Uh, funeral expenses and recovering, because he was providing. He was yeah. their provider. Yeah. They're going to need help, you know? It's like, things like this could really decimate a family. When when your main provider, yeah. your source provider, yeah. support 
is gone, mm-hmm. like, it, like, really hits your family. Yeah. I feel like I say like a lot. Oh, yeah, we all say like a lot. And it drives me crazy. It's just part of our speech. And I don't want to sound repetitive yeah. when I say it, but... We'll um, get better at it as we go along. I, I think so. I, I think once I, like, kind of have a, a better... I don't mean to deviate. I didn't mean to deviate. But... That's okay. Um, yeah. I, it's very sad for the Garcia family <coughs> that they lost their... <coughs> they, lost, they lost... I don't know if he was married, but they yeah. lost either a husband, a dad, a, a granddad. Yeah, they lost... The, the, a brother, know. an uncle. Like, they that lost, was... Yeah. He had family. Yeah, he lost fam. They lost. They lost. You know, a family member, and that's the thing. It's like, it's like that's. This is what people have to understand. It's not the loss of their their revenue that is also a detriment. But the, oh, absolutely. Like, at the core, of this is the person. The family lost a member. They're unexpectedly, you know. Yeah. They lost a provider. They lost, you know, I would hazard to say everything in that moment. Yeah. All because of an overreaction, and that is That could have been avoided. Had she she used the right tools that she has in her brain. There's literally, this is the thing. It's like, well, what could you have done in that situation? Literally anything else. I will say this. Okay, I'm in a car. I... I take an Uber. Yeah. You know, let's say that I'm leaving a bar. I'm drunk. <clears throat> I get an Uber. I get in this Uber. And I'm like, hey, like, take me to XYZ Street. Yeah. <clears throat> and. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm coughing a lot. I'm getting over sick. <clears throat> um, and I'm used to going home a specific way. This Uber driver decides to take a different way. Me, you know. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're going a different way. The highway instead of the back roads for you. Yeah, yeah, that's it. (laughs) I go a complete different way around. Yeah. Which, as an Uber driver, you have to learn a quick way to get places. Yeah, Yeah, because I'm trying to get you there. And, um. Trying to pick up another fare. So, guess what? I have a tool. My phone. It's got a map on it. I understand <laughs> if I'm a little drunk, I'm probably not thinking about that. Yeah. But. If you're drunk, you shouldn't be carrying a gun either. It, exactly. <laughs> What's really But also, to set the scene even further, yeah. I shouldn't be by myself either. Yeah. Drunk. Exactly. I should always have a group of friends with me. Mm-hmm. I should probably have a sober friend. Probably do it at D and D or D D, not D. Yeah, <laughs> and that that's that. It's it's a crazy wacky scenario. Yeah. But you know, I have the tools on my person to help me. Oh, hundred percent. I have a phone that has service. I, should have service, mm-hmm. and I understand sometimes not everybody can afford a phone, but. Yeah, in this day and age, it's pretty much mandatory. So yeah, so call somebody ahead of time. Yeah. Say, hey, I'm taking an Uber. I'm super drunk. 
but I can't drive myself home. I should be home in about this amount of time. Yeah, and... If I don't call you, call me. Call me. (laughs) Like, there are so many steps that could have taken place Mm -hmm. to ensure that she... She was in contact with her boyfriend. Yeah, she sent a picture of the incident to him. And that right there is so, like... What? Beyond me. Yeah, yeah. Like... You could have said, hey, like, or you could have texted him and said, hey, I've, I feel unsafe. Um, this, this is where, is where, where my Uber yeah. is taking me. Does this seem right to you? And the boyfriend could have responded like, oh, babe, yeah, like, that's, that's a border town. Yeah. You're safe. Um, you know, I'll yeah. contact you in like. 20, 30 minutes, mm. you know, just keep me updated. Like, there's just so many things that could have happened. And this man lost his life because a woman in the back seat Scared took it herself. upon herself to yeah. be like, oh, my God, I'm in danger. Yeah. And this is kind of like those irrational feelings. Like, you, you mentioned something about cops and yeah. their irrational reactions. Yeah. Oh, I felt threatened. You know, he was wearing a hoodie. Yeah, yeah, it was dark. It was dark. I couldn't see him. He didn't show me his hands. Yeah, yeah. That does not give you the right to shoot anybody. Yeah. If that gives you the right to shoot did anybody, this man, man, I could be capping people all day. Did this driver <clears throat> have a gun pointed at you? Did this guy say, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm going to... Hurt you. Yeah, the first thing that happens if you're being trafficked is you get your cell phone taken. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, he's not going to just drive you into He's Mexico not going to let you, you have your, your phone. phone. Yeah, that's how they track you down, you know? It's like, come on, it's like the common sense was greatly lacking. And it's like, it's just so many things that and went into the that's, scenario that's like, come on. We have lost sight. Yeah. common sense. That's it. Like, we really don't, like, we don't praise common sense anymore. We, like, kind of, like, boo it. Every, you know, every time you turn around, it's like, boo, boo, common sense. It's like, I shouldn't do that. It's like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't pee on an electric fence. Well, common sense would dictate you shouldn't. Yeah. You know, but I'm going to do it anyway, because fuck it. But mm-hmm. I feel like there's not very much more to say about this. It's like, it's one of those things that I could talk about it to death because it's just, it, it really hits me in a really weird place. Like, it's so absurd to hear stories like this. Happens all the time. It's just very sad. It is very sad. It, like, like I said, a man lost his life. He exactly. was wrongly killed for a yeah. situation that he Easily had no control over. Yeah. This woman acted irresponsibly. And t- and I feel like she should serve her time. Oh, for sure. I she am not against. Yeah. I'm not against her serving her time. Yeah, and see, and this is the thing that you guys gotta understand. It's like I'm not against her either. I think that she did a really dumb thing, and I think that's becoming more and more commonplace as time goes on. But at the end of the day, me not being against her doesn't mean I don't think she should serve time for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. She did a really stupid thing that could have really, it could have gone way better if you had done anything else. That's really what Absolutely. my point is. You could have done anything else and everything would have worked out perfectly. You wouldn't be sitting in solitary confinement right now awaiting trial on a hundred or a $1.5 million bail, right? You would be with your boyfriend probably heading back to Kentucky. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Back to your family. But now you've just, you know, you've really crippled two families. You've crippled your family and you crippled this other person's family that you never even met. Like this one action has caused such a ripple in so many people's life that could have just been prevented. And that's really what's, it really just hits me. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to post the, the TikTok link at, up to the TikTok I played and I'm going to post the GoFundMe link in our show notes and if you feel compelled to donate to help this family out I'm sure they would very much appreciate that um, but with that I think that's probably going to be the end of our episode we've been going for about two hours yeah almost yeah almost two hours on the clock but longer because we've taken breaks in between because I'm actually figuring out the format of this bad boy so this is yeah this is the doom scroll doom scrolling Doom scrolling. Doom scrolling. But uh We'll figure that out. Yeah, we'll get there. (laughs) The uh the only we have two social medias and well no, we have one social media and we have one form of community uh mail and that is you can find us at Doom Scrolling Pod one oh one, right? Or is it just Doom Scrolling Pod? Look at me not even knowing our own email address. Oh, look at you. Look at you. You haven't even sent me it. Yeah, I have. You have it set up in your mail app. Oh, that's right. I do. It's Doom Scrolling 101 at gmail.com. And then we also have Doom Scrolling. uh, Let me switch profiles. Look at me. I can't even find my thing with Jig. Uh, settings. I don't mess with this hardly at all. Switch. And then you can find us at Doom Scrolling Pod on TikTok. I think it's also the app for that TikTok is also at Doom Scrolling. Yeah, it's at Doom Scrolling Pod. At TikTok. Um, there's no videos on the TikTok yet, but eventually I will post content on there. We'll do possibly. like little like reels and. <laughs> Yeah. I accidentally reposted that video to my TikTok. Oops. That's fine. That's, that's fine. not what I was trying to do. Yeah. We'll uh we'll, we'll post some like content, maybe a little bit of us um a little bit of snippets of the podcast or something and we'll get on threads so we can, you know, live it up on threads. Threads is pretty awesome. Uh but you can follow me on threads at ilwa underscore sweetleaf. I L L A W A. No. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. Look at you. It's I L L W A underscore sweet leaf. Um you have a, No, you don't have a social media you want to post yet, do you? I'm <laughs> if you want to follow me on threads <laughs> or Instagram, you mm-hmm. can follow me now. At Mort underscore Psy. That's for Mortuary Science. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> but you don't have to follow me. Like, it's okay if you yeah, don't. You don't have to follow. Mouse shy and doesn't, like, really interact on social media. I don't, but if you guys like I me do. enough, I might, I might interact with you. I'm just a silly cannabis guy on social media. That's, like, pretty much all you're going to see on there is social. It's going to be me yelling about the mega courts taking over the cannabis space or, like, how Harry J. Anslinger and 
William Randolph Hearst are the ones that we ha- the reason we have climate change because they banded together and destroyed the hemp industry so they could you know pump out newspapers and propaganda and save somebody's job. But that's irrelevant. So that's besides, that's the, besides point. the point. I just went on that tangent. So that was the end of Doom Scrolling Pod. I know we get rambly here at the end, but that's because we love to talk, and that's why we're doing a podcast. Um, There's so, so many things that we could talk about. Yeah. So hopefully this episode one does okay. It probably won't, because nobody knows who we are, uh, but hopefully. Hey, positive vibes. Positive yeah, vibes. Positive vibes. Hopefully by episode like 10 or 12, we'll have like 10 people, and we can start thinking about making a Patreon. Maybe. And then maybe by the uh, by next year... Uh, I can quit my job or something. <laughs> It'd be really nice. because I would uh, be bored if I quit my job. Oh, man. I would have another job, and I'd be making podcasts. <laughs> but we'll see. Probably not. I'm just being hopeful, you know, because uh, I definitely don't want to do what I do anymore. But anyway, have a nice evening. Uh, I'm going to hit you with the uh, the old outro bumper, which is the same as the in-between segments bumper, because... I'm lazy and I haven't come up with any new sounds yet. So, anyway, peace.